0: Hey, you found us! It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, the Birthday Boy. Thank
1: you, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, the big, the big 36th
0: birthday today. It's a, uh, it's a double high for the Jews who listen, which is, I think, nobody, because nobody listens. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know what that means. And like, yeah, it's uh,
0: it, the number 18 has to do with life in Judaism, okay. so it's a double. Okay. Uh, All right, gotcha, gotcha. But, uh, yeah. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, as you say that, I, I, it hits me like, yeah. I guess it's uh, I've now, you know, I'm, I'm a double adult, or, yeah. or however you want to word that. You know, like uh, it was, it was exactly half my life ago I became an adult. How about that?
0: Yeah. Well, we are going to uh, talk about some. People who barely have reached adulthood. We're going to talk about the ASU football team. That's right. College football, baby. It's, uh... Look, it went about as well as it could go for ASU on their bye week. Utah lost. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: And UCLA lost.
0: UCLA lost.
1: Theoretically, we didn't need another
0: UCLA loss, but... Take uh, another UCLA loss.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like... if you believe we're going to win the remaining games, then we didn't need another UCLA loss. I don't believe that. So every loss by a South team, especially to a North team, and it was, I suppose, is helpful to us because you know, like, could we could we win this with with two conference losses? Well, it it got a little easier yesterday. Mm-hmm. Utah lost their first. UCLA lost their second. So you know, it opens that door.
0: Now. When you look big picture at what's going on in the South, we're five and two. UCLA's five and three. Still haven't had their bye. Utah's right. four and three. And then USC's under five hundred. Colorado's two and five. And Arizona's yeah, really struggling. not on pace to win this. Season. No,
1: no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean Colorado got beat, I think twenty six to three yesterday by Cal, who came into mm-hmm. the game one and five. So. It's a it's a rough time in Colorado. Um, uh, You know, side note here, just quick little like, you know, thought Carl Durrell winning 2020 Pac-12 coach of the year might go down as one of the weirdest things about a very weird season because I, I can see him getting fired in two years, but somehow in what three or four games he won the coach of the year.
0: Yeah, it seems unlikely that he's going to get the prove-it <laughs> victory. Here. Right,
1: right, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hey, you know, it, it was a weird season, and they had a, a surprisingly good season. I think they went 4-2 and two or something like that. Um, but yeah, they're not backing it up with any sort of momentum this year. Uh, granted, they had you know one of their starting quarterbacks transferred right before the season from last year. One of their starters and another guy who was competing for the job got hurt. But boy, their offense is really bad. And and uh, yeah, like it's it's uh, it's a rough division, and that's why it feels like boy, if you're ever gonna if you're ever gonna take advantage of it, this is the year. And I'm sure Utah and UCLA fans feel the exact same way. They're looking around, thinking, boy. This is the year to win the division, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, SC is in danger of missing a bowl game with their yeah. interim head yeah. coach. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, they they showed a little bit of life last night, you know, but but they're just they're just not very good. They just don't they don't have a lot of difference making talent, and 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 they get in their own way. I mean, into the half, they you know they they call their last timeout after Notre Dame took a timeout, and then they run out of time on the drive. It like you know just, just things like that that like. That's how you lose games. And they, they did several of them last night.
0: Yeah. When you flip over to the North, Oregon and Oregon State, right there, both at 3 and 1, and Washington yeah. State right behind them, although that program has. Who knows, though? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about them, you know, a little later when we talk about our next game. But yeah, the, the North, I mean, it's a good win for Oregon yesterday. I got to say, like, they, it was a weird game to follow. I mean, they were down 14 nothing early. I'm thinking, OK, uh, here we go. You know, Oregon's going to lose that second game. And then they then they outscore UCLA, you know, 34 to three from that point on. Think or 31 to three, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like they're going to run away with it. And then all of a sudden, UCLA scores two touchdowns. Brown throws a pick when they're trying to run the timeout. UCLA gets the ball back. You know, they're midfield and, you know, and, and then, you know, they made the play. They won, but uh, they still God, they just don't look convincing doing it. And, and I know they still have road games against Utah and I think Washington. And then, of course, they play Oregon State at the end of the year. I, I still don't see them going 11-1. and I know that the talk has picked up after that win yesterday. Like, well, you know, they can still be a playoff factor. I just don't see it. Their, I mean, they marks can, but got, so yeah,
0: they can't yeah, lose. Yeah. And they need to win convincingly because, as, as right. we saw, Oklahoma got jumped by Alabama this week. Right, so, right,
1: right. Yeah, I mean, look, we've still got, you know, what, five more weeks of regular season ball and then conference championship week, and some teams are going to fall by the wayside. It always happens, but uh, uh, I, I guess I guess if I had to bet, I'd say Oregon's going to be one of those teams that falls by the wayside. I just don't see, I mean, granted, the, the win at UCLA was a good one, and, and looking at their schedule before yesterday and thinking, well, they could lose this, They, you know, that was probably the one that most jumped out at me, was, and, and maybe at Utah, too. Mm-hmm. Um and they won that, and so in Washington, you know, guys, it's been a real struggle for them this year, and Utah, of course, lost yesterday, and, uh, you know, good break for ASU. Um, you know, so you look at it and think, well, maybe they can do it, but, but gosh, I just, the well, way they play, I don't see them winning the last five games. I just would be surprised.
0: And or- Oregon State looming. Right, you right, know?
1: you know. A good team that that has played, you know, just beat Utah, obviously.
0: And, well, and this is one yeah. of those things you and I have talked about with teams, and I feel like Oregon State is fitting in that mold. At a certain point, when you just keep winning, you start expecting right. to win. Right. You right. Know, yeah. They weren't yeah. picked I mean, to finish high, but they're playing yeah. well. And yeah,
1: they're five and two overall. I think three and one in the conference. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah, they've they've been very solid. I, I think I read this morning they haven't been to a bowl game since twenty thirteen, and they're they're one win away from securing that. So heck of a job. I mean, you know, for a program or a conference, I should say, that's got a lot of programs that feel like they're, you know, uh, they're unhappy with their coach or they've already fired their coach or, what. you know, we've got two that have already fired them and a few others that want their coach out. Like they got to be pretty happy right now. They got to be feeling pretty good about Jonathan Smith and the job he's done there.
0: Absolutely. Um, Let's let's delve a little bit into Washington State. ASU is taking on the Cougars on uh, the thirtieth, so yeah. six days from now, and it's a An day afternoon game. game. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, the sun will be out for the whole game.
0: Um, which I guess is is good, uh, you know. I, uh, I
1: mean, you know, it, it'll be it it'll be interesting for me, I guess, just as like somebody who always hears the complaints about, oh, I can't go because there's too many night games. What will the crowd be like for a 12 o'clock game? Halloween, but, but in the afternoon, so that's not really an excuse. Uh, nice weather, you know, it's not 100 degrees anymore. I'll be interested to see what the attendance looks like.
0: Me too. Uh, look, the Cougs are 4-4, four and 3-2 four, and two in conference. They are in the midst of a coaching change. They, they just yeah. lost to BYU, who is owning... The Pac 12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and yet played
1: BYU tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, same team. You know, you look at common opponent, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to just look at final score, but they were a two point conversion away from sending the game to OT. Uh, BYU beat us more convincingly. Now, different time of season. I believe it was at Washington State, too, wasn't it? It,
0: it was. was a road game. It was a home so that, game.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes a that makes a difference, obviously. Um, I think if we played BYU at Sun Devil Stadium, we probably would have beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting team because they, they got off to a ragged start. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they didn't they drop a game in opening week to a FCS team, if I recall? Weren't they one of the teams that did?
0: Yeah, and then they lost uh, their conference. I think it was their conference opener was Utah. Or, oh, no, they lost back to back USC and Utah. So they lost to Utah State. Beat Portland State, State, lost yeah. to USC, lost to Utah. So they started yeah. here one and three, yeah. and then they rolled yeah. off three straight wins ca- at Cal, home to Oregon State, which is impressive. Yeah, and home and to and Stanford. Stanford.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, none of those teams. I mean, certainly Cal, Oregon State, Stanford. Not you know, there's not Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma in that mix. But but you know, still three three solid wins. Um, I mean, you know, beating Oregon State, beating Stanford. Those are good teams. Or halfway decent teams, at least. Um, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've played well. And obviously then, you know, they were very competitive with BYU. They lost, but it wasn't like they were outclassed. So, yeah, don't know what to make of them. I mean, it's it's one of those opponents that uh, kind of, like, honestly, the, the you know, the more years we do this and the way the Pac-12 has been, for the most part, mediocre, it almost feels like that's the case so often when we do these look-aheads to a game. It's like, well... What I thought about this opponent three weeks ago is not what I think now. And it goes both directions. There's times you think, like, oh, that could be a really tough game. And then you see a couple games of that opponent, you think, well, maybe not. Maybe they stink. Or the opposite. Like, oh, that team stinks. And it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe they're halfway decent.
0: Yeah, well, and look, they, they dealt with a lot of distraction last week and put together a decent game now. Maybe the game was the thing they could focus on and rally around in the wake of the Rolovich firing, and I think it was four assistant coaches also getting fired. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But they did, you know, they did rally around. They did do that. I'm wondering if what we saw last week, though, is the sports dead cat bounce. You know, they they mustered yeah. it up for a pretty competitive game against a very solid BYU team at home. But yeah. now they're going on the road, they're, you know, they're doing all these things. Like, is this just, I, I, I hate to say this because I don't feel confident about ASU against anybody right now. No, But this feels like a game where we should win comfortably. I, I
1: mean, I tend to agree, and I, and I think you're right. Like, it's it's one of those where I'm glad, you know, just as an observer of, like, sports team behavior, especially college team. I'm glad we didn't get them in the first game after the Rolovich firing. Like, I'm glad they had a game, and and if they're going to play with that sort of chip on their shoulder emotion, you know, they fired our coach, uh, you know, nobody respects us, nobody likes us uh, type of thing, you'd think that would have come last week. Mm-hmm. And, and they did play well, but it wasn't enough to win. And so that helps, too, I feel like. Like, had they won... I'd be more nervous thinking like, oh man, they got a little momentum going. You know, like now they're now they're dangerous. You know, like natural instinct here is to think like, uh, if you get that fired up emotion, well, they didn't win. Now they may just kind of like think, uh, we're, we're done. I hope so at
0: least. Let's say that. Yeah, I, and I kind of feel that that's what I'm expecting is. Yeah. Hey, look, we mustered it for this game. We were at home. We didn't win. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. now we're yeah. going on the road. That's what I'm hoping to. <laughs> Halloween weekend, and it's it <laughs> right. just right. get out of here. It's a day game. We'll be back in Pullman by, you know, 2 a.m.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that that is – and granted, I don't – like, I was thinking that this morning, and I even thought, okay, am I – you know, it's, it's Washington State. We're not talking about, you know, USC with uh, – you know, the Pete Carroll years and like, oh well, we, we need them to come out flat to win. Like we, we should be able to beat Washington state. Even if they are locked in, they're not that good.
0: Mm-hmm. They're okay,
1: but they're not great. Uh, but yeah. I mean, do I think that that could potentially help us that, you know, okay. They've had the fire coach. They've had the the storm. They've had everybody paying attention to them played pretty well, but they came up short. Now they just kind of come out and, you know, maybe go through the motions a little, I, mm-hmm. I think that's possible
0: yeah and, and i i'm with you i don't think that we need it to beat them at home but i'll take it, I take because, it exactly. because i want <laughs> yeah. to beat them at home
1: <laughs> right right yeah yeah you're looking for any edge you can get i mean you know i i suppose i i assume i mean i didn't see any of their game yesterday but i assume you you know you think they're running the same schemes i know they fired some some coaches but you know you can't really change who you are mid-season
0: when well, they brought in um, their head coach now as their special teams coach so they're, right. they're not really adjusting either side of the ball significantly you went right think.
1: right you know so you think they're still run and shoot which is a, a different offense you know mm-hmm. it's, it's uh not the triple option it's not as different maybe as it as it felt you know 30 years ago when teams didn't do that type of stuff now a lot of teams do that but you know you, you know they're gonna it's not altogether different from playing them under Leach. They're going to throw it. Uh, you know that quarterback of theirs. They, they kind of settled on him eventually over the course of the season. Delora, who started for him last mm-hmm. year, he's he's solid. You know he's not not going to you know win the Heisman, but he's a good quarterback. Um, and and so it's a uh, it's a test for a, you know a team that has been pretty good defensively until the last two quarters we saw. And that's the thing that I guess gives me a little pause. is like, was was that just two free quarters where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong? And no big deal. We're going to figure it out over the bye. And we're going to get a little healthier, hopefully, fields. And maybe Lucas comes back and all those things. And, and we don't have anything to worry about. Because if so, I, I think we win the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if that defense showed cracks that, that, you know, the cracks got worse over time, that's where I get concerned.
0: Yeah. It, it, yeah I think it's a question of our, did we put things on film that can be exposed or did we beat right. ourselves if we beat right. ourselves that's fine like' we'll, yeah. we can fix if it that. was
1: just poor effort and and some injuries and you know younger guys just not playing as well when the when the heat got on in the in the second half and okay you know I mean it's still frustrating and that that loss still you know I, I texted you I think you know during the week and said, I still haven't quite wrapped my head around the fact of what happened on the Saturday. And I, to be honest, still haven't. Uh, I mean, it just, it's, it still doesn't make sense to me how you can go from playing pretty darn well for a half to just looking totally inept and incompetent for another half. Um, but you just got to put it to bed now, like Mm -hmm. as fans, we can, we can stew over it. We can ruminate about it. And when the season ends, whatever our record is, I will probably look back and think like it should have been one better. How did we let that game slip away? Whether we finished with 10 wins or or seven wins, I'll probably be like, well, we should have had one more than we we have now. Um, But, you know, we got five games. If we win all five, I think we have a pretty strong chance to win the division. Still need Mm -hmm. just a little bit of help, but, you know, we got part of that help yesterday. Mm -hmm. And even if we go four and one, I think we got a decent shot. Especially if the one comes out of division. Yeah. If it's Washington or Oregon state on the road that helps our cause.
0: Yeah. I the the Beavers are looming. That's that's they are. my, you know.
1: They are. Yeah. I mean, it, you would not have guessed probably before the season when the schedule came out in whatever January or February that, you know, you'd look at that post buy stretch and say, "Well, okay, you got USC and at Washington, but the the toughest game looks
0: like it might be at Oregon state." But that's how it appears. That's where we're at right now.
1: Yeah, because USC and Washington have both been pretty underwhelming this year. And Oregon State looks pretty good.
0: Let's uh before we get too far away, let's make a prediction about this Washington State game and then sure. we'll go back and talk about uh, just where we're at overall and our feelings on the team. But All right. my my thought is this is a game we should win, even if they yes. even if they aren't, you know, falling all over themselves to just have the game end quickly and, and they put right. up a fight <laughs> so, right, right, so i think it's gonna be uh 28 27 us oh gosh
1: you gotta be in a because
0: i just don't uh, know if we can score this is gonna be the, the point anxiety. this is gonna be the yeah. point i make I, well i think we might be ahead Okay. And and then this, there's, like, a comeback. Just have to hang on. Yeah. Okay, okay. But I just... Yeah. I, you know, because yeah. I, I, I just worry that at some point they'll have a quarter where they can put up 14 or 21.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's interesting. And you, you, I mean, as you said, you know, I'm not sure if we could score enough. And, and it's kind of been that way this year. Like, just games where it feels like there aren't a lot of possessions. Mm-hmm. We're playing... Uh, you know, I mean, UCLA was kind of the exception. Like UCLA first half was a typical college first half. It was up and down. It was, you know, and it felt like, okay, yeah, we're, you know, we're not super sharp offensively, and we still had 24 points. Uh, you know, but yeah, a lot of our games this year. I mean, that that Utah game was a perfect example. Like the second half, especially, we we got we got essentially three possessions that mattered. The last one was just, you know, kind of padding some stats and running out the clock. Like that's pretty rare, so, and I don't know if that's our style or we're just getting sucked into other team styles or or both. Um, but you know, we've had seven games, and like Southern Utah felt that way, UNLV felt that way, uh, BYU kind of felt that way. I mean, I'm kind of I'm going through the games and like, yeah, most of our games have felt. Colorado was like that. It's like you know, we were pretty good offensively, and I think we only scored thirty some points because yeah. we're just we're just not playing a high possession type of game.
0: Well, and if we're going to be a running team, which is okay, if that's what we land on is we're a game manager at quarterback and a running football team, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But then we can't abandon the run. Right, (laughs) right, right. I agree. And and, and you know what running teams don't, you know, the trick plays are great when they work, but it puts you behind the down and distance. You know, you get off schedule if it doesn't work. And right. passing on right. first down gets you off schedule if it does it does
1: it does yeah i mean i you know i go back to that utah game and and just you know uh, the the series i mean the two series obviously when we had a 21-14 lead we go three and out drop pass on third down you know those are those are killer when you, when you play a style where again you're not getting seven or eight possessions in a half you're getting three you know it's like you can you can't waste a possession with a drop ball you yeah. can't waste a possession with a a sack and incompletion and a missed field goal, and mm-hmm. those the first two drives of the half, I mean, we you know we get nothing out of it. Yeah, yeah you know. So I, now I'm going to say I'm going to guess. Uh, as much as I say this, and we have been that type of team, I'm going to say this game takes on a different feel because I think Washington State will, you know, will run the hurry up. They'll throw it. They'll be more possessions. So I'm going to go higher scoring. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 38 to 28 ASU.
0: I like it. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the team where we stand right now. Yeah. Yeah. The offense, I, I think I'm surprised to say this, but, but the offense and the defense feel about the same to me in that it's like, uh, they're just not quite there. Like, it seems like if, if either one falters, they both falter too. Like there's not been, yeah. you know, yeah. When the offense has been good, the defense has been good. When the offense has been bad, the defense has been bad. You know, the second half, the defense gave up four straight scores and the offense didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I mean it does it doesn't feel like we're a um offensive team or a defensive team, I guess. And you don't want to be heavily one or the other. Well and I we're don't not a think.
0: special teams team. So. No, we're not.
1: No, we're certainly not that. Yeah. I mean our special teams have been average when they've been at their best and and below average at their worst um, you know I mean like I don't think I mean we've had some teams it, we've had we've had both we had a couple teams under Dennis Erickson that yeah they were really good on defense and the offense was horrendous and we've certainly you know going back to the dirk years and and you know the last couple years under Graham were you know oh man we can score 49 but we might give up 52. So I, I I don't necessarily want to be either of those things. Um, but yeah, we're we're definitely not a team right now, seven games in that feels like, okay, we can really hang our hat on the offense or that we can really hang our hat on the defense. Just both groups have been good, not great, but good, not not bad, but good. if that
0: makes sense. yeah well, I, I think maybe you disagree with this, but the thought that has crossed my mind as I've thought about this team is, if we're up 10 with 10 minutes to go mm-hmm. I'm not confident the offense will be able to hold the ball to run out the clock no. and I'm not confident no. the defense will be able to stop the opposing team
1: you know well yeah I mean especially coming off that second half I can't I can't argue with you a bit uh, you know I mean we had a it wasn't 10 minutes to go but with 30 minutes to go we have a 14 point lead and that's not insurmountable I'm not saying it is but you know, you, you should win the majority of the time you have a two-touchdown lead at the half. I mean, I think, you, you know, you, you should go into that half. I think both of us did, feeling like, all right, you know, we're in pretty good shape to win this game, and obviously we did. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it does feel like, um, you know, defensively we, uh, you know, kind of thinking about it, we really haven't been in the position yet this year. I guess UCLA in a way where we've had, like, a a, a a small lead in the fourth quarter and have to protect that lead. The two games we've lost, we've been behind in the fourth quarter, or tied, just like Utah tied it. We were behind the whole second half to BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't blow leads in those games late. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it like, you're right. Would I feel – now, part of this is just, I think, you and I as fans, and we were kind of that way, but – would I, would I feel confident if we were up, let's say, my score, if it's 38-28 to 28 with 10 minutes to go and Washington State's getting the ball in the 25-yard line? Like, oh, we got this in the bag? No, definitely not.
0: No, and I... Let, let's talk a little bit about Zach Hill and the offense. It, in your mind, is the jury out on him, or is he just a pretty good coordinator? What, what do you... Where yeah, are you at? I
1: mean, I... I think I'd say probably the the jury out. Um, I, I, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, it's the whole team for, for an eight quarter stretch starting in the second half against UCLA. Well, actually, you know what? probably really the entire UCLA game.
0: The offense was um, fine in that game.
1: The yeah. offense was good and then it, and then it was I mean uh, really going even back further. The Colorado game, we were pretty efficient offensively. And then UCLA and then Stanford, you know. Now I know it's it's one of those I know we didn't score any points in the second half against Stanford offensively. So it's hard to be like, well, the offense was good. But watching it, I felt like we were moving the ball pretty well. You know, we we missed a field goal we, you know, we ran the timeout at the end of the game. We could have scored on that drive if we wanted to, but there was no reason to push the envelope. So, wasn't concerning. Now, no points against Utah when your defense started to crack is concerning in the second half. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd say I'm not down on Zach Hill, but I, you know, to use that that metaphor, you know, the jury hasn't come back and said, "Oh yeah, I feel great. He's a he's an excellent coordinator." No, not quite. Uh, you know, I think he's he's shown some good promise, um, but it, it's it's not an offense that feels like it can control a game. You know, consistently, I guess there've been a couple games where we have, but I still don't feel real confident in him,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm of a similar mind. Um, I I do think the jury's probably still out. Yeah, you know, and and frankly, unlike. Herm and and Pierce, uh, he hasn't had four years of his guys, so these aren't all his guys. True, true. Um, Yeah, but I think that he's. I think he's a young coordinator, and it shows a little bit at times, like yeah. You know, he likes to gamble, and sometimes it pays off. When you ran the reverse, and then the the announcers even said, well, no one runs a reverse back-to-back plays, and they run it again, and it works. It's like, that's that was genius. But But at the same time, like, you know, we we run you know, did we need to run back-to-back reverses? We were moving the ball pretty well, and, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and I was going to say, as you said, you know, is the jury still out on him? You know, my thought went to, well, you know, the offensive coordinator always feels kind of attached at the hip to the quarterback. And I, my thought went to, well, you know, we'll, we'll find out more when we get to see him with another quarterback, but will we, that's up for grabs. Because if we make a coaching change, I, you know, will he still be here? I don't know. He could be, you know, I, I don't think he's been bad. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to get canned for poor performance,
0: but I also don't but think we we're have- going to make him the head coach. No,
1: no, 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 definitely not. So then, if you bring in a new head coach, I mean, could that coach say, "Hey, I need we need some continuity"? You know, sure, we're going to keep this guy. Maybe,
0: but I mean, but Herm, also maybe not. Herm did that with Likens.
1: He did, he did. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the um, that's the thing that makes it tricky of of assessing him. Is we we may possibly only get to see him with one quarterback, and that's not to rip Daniels. I think Daniels is a very fine quarterback, but you know what would his offense look like with, with maybe a better passer, a more traditional passer? Maybe it'd be worse. Maybe it'd be better. I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure we're ever going to get that answer. Yeah. And who knows who our quarterback's going to be next year? If Zach Hill's here, I mean, I...
0: I can't... Like, do I mean, we have... I, I, I would be hard-pressed to think it's someone on the roster unless it's Finn I was just going to say, is next year's starter, you know,
1: currently wearing a uniform for us? I... Maybe, but...
0: Well, it's not anyone we're not recruiting. Sure. It's not going to be someone who's in high school this year because we don't no, have any.
1: but it sure could be a transfer. Yeah. I mean, if, if Daniels leaves either to go pro
0: or, or somewhere else to
1: transfer himself, you know, um, we would obviously be a landing spot for a transfer. There may be a couple of high-profile, you know, Phoenix-area kids. One one very high-profile and Spencer Rattler. I don't think he's coming to ASU, but, you know, who knows? Um, And then the Ohio State kid, Jack Miller. You know, Mm. if if either one of them, you know, wants to come back home,
0: we may have a spot for him. Well, and one of the things Uh, with a guy like Rattler or Miller is you say, hey, it's a competition, but you can look at the roster. You see who's here. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we would we would be if Daniels goes and obviously this is all if Daniels goes. If he if he decides to come back for a senior year, he's almost certainly your starter again. But if he goes, you know, yeah, it's it's a terrific landing spot for someone who wants to play, you know, I mean, now if it's someone who wants to play for a national championship contender, it's not necessarily a terrific landing spot. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, Hey, I I can feel pretty good that if I show up and play well and practice that I'm going to be the starter, we're probably a good spot for that.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: we'll see, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's, that's why we've said this all along. You know, it just it feels like we're heading into such an uncertain future. We only have five games left, for sure. Mm-hmm. We, we hopefully have, you know, a sixth and Pac-12 title game, hopefully. Maybe a bowl game, you know. But at, at most, we have, what, seven games left. And and so then it's like, well, what what happens after that? We're going to have the same co- – we might have the same coach. I mean, I, I don't know if you read it. I think it was Andy Staples wrote a, a story this week about Tennessee and ASU and basically said, you know, don't fear anything. You know, like, don't worry if you're a Tennessee or ASU fan. The NCAA is toothless, and, and if Ray Anderson wants to keep Herm Edwards, he can. And maybe that's where we'll end up. Maybe, I mean, he compared it to LSU and Will Wade. Mm-hmm. It's certainly possible that we just end up saying, why would we make a change? Yes. You know, come force us to make a change. We're happy with the direction we're going, and we're going to keep going that direction. If we get in the Pac-12 title game, I could absolutely see that being the, the end result.
0: Well, and we're you, just
1: back with the same staff.
0: And you and I have talked about this, and, and I and I believe this is true. There are people who it, it, Herm I think is probably not going to ever be the fall guy because he can just no. retire. Right. But if they right. decide, if Herm decides he wants to come back, and we decide there needs to be a fall guy, that Gene Boyd is a fall guy. Sure. Antonio sure. Pierce is a fall guy. The three guys you've already suspended the fall three guys, who are fall guys. We're already gone. I was going
1: to say we. We've kind of already had some fall guys already. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you make their you make their uh leave of absence permanent. Yeah. You 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 fire Boyd. And then you yeah. still keep Pierce if you want. You could. And and I'm and not you saying just, you have you, to fire Boyd. I'm not saying you can't bring those guys back. You could. I, but I'm saying could. like you know, Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot I mean, of it, there's a lot of tears to protect That you.
1: ultimately may be the the way it goes. I mean I thought the the column drew a, a, a good comparison to will wade mm-hmm. um you know i hadn't thought of it uh, my you know i think my thought all along has been you get through this year you do as well as you can this year and then you prepare for the inevitable you know destruction of the program with having a whole new staff and penalties and all that and then i'm thinking maybe not maybe, maybe that'll come for us three years from now i don't know but i'm mm-hmm. not sure it's going to come for us next year but and yet, at the same time, it's hard to be like, you know, well, OK, we're, we're heading into next year with a bright future. Well, because recruiting don't know,
0: has fallen you know? apart. That's the, 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 apart. the thing yeah. that's problematic here is you've got a bunch of coaches with interim labels. Right. And right. it's hard to sell kids with that.
1: It is. However, it's not hard to sell transfer so much on that. And I, yeah, one hundred percent think that's how we're going to rebuild this roster in the offseason, Whether it's a new staff or the same staff,
0: why well, it, it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy at this point. Like, yeah, we, we yeah. only have we have the least number of committed players of any Power Five school. Yeah, like there's yeah. no, there's nowhere else to go.
1: No, and 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 you know, but there's going to be a lot of kids available. There always is
0: when everyone's and got a potential extra year. Right. And right. there's you a know, lot you're of still
1: dealing uh, with that and there's and a lot there's, of you know, Phoenix
0: kids who are talented who are playing elsewhere who may want to other come places.
1: back. Yeah, yeah. And and if you can finish this year on a somewhat successful note, that only helps your cause because then, you know, hey, you're you're putting your program out there and you got you know, and it's it's not just grad transfers anymore. I mean that's the other thing, like we're kinda used to the whole like, well, you could go get a fifth year guy. No, you could get a, a guy who was just a freshman who isn't happy with where he is now and he could be eligible immediately and he could have three or four more years of eligibility depending on what he did this year for wherever he's at. So that's, I mean, like the, the, the line I think between high school recruiting and recruiting transfers is almost disappearing. And, and it's really going to disappear for us I think in, in the near term, like it, that's just what it's going to be. We're going to have to, replenish the roster with maybe some one-year guys and also maybe some three or four-year guys that started at another school. Yeah. Started their careers, I should say. Probably not started as in position on the field. Um, But you never know. I mean, that's the thing. It's a a brave new world with the transfer rules. And we're going to have to be, you know, ready to strap in and take the fullest advantage. I mean, Michigan State should be our role model Mm -hmm. because they had a crappy year last year. They had a crappy year the year before they had a second year coach who, you know, and, and they went in and they found transfers. They got a, you know, a gem at running back. They got a quarterback, albeit he's not the starter, but they got one, you know, who competed for the job. Mm -hmm. They got a, you know, and, and look at them, you know, they're in the top 10 in the country and could could potentially win the big Mm 10. That should be our, you know, our poster, especially if we keep the same staff, like, Hey, it could be done. Go, go get, you know, six seven eight impact transfers get some high school kids off the scrap heap that you know some late late rising gym type of guys and mm-hmm. fill your roster that way
0: yeah um I, you know before we go i think we should touch on the defense this year yeah um i i want to start with the enigma that that is merlin robertson i think <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> kind
1: of feels like that's how his career is going to end here, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, just you know, it's, it, it, yeah. it's it,
0: he's like a a less a less noticeable Vontez Perfect in that like he had a great freshman year. Yeah, every year's gotten yeah. worse. He's not he's not committing unsportsmanlike conduct penalties and getting kicked right. off the team or thrown out I of practice say, or anything.
1: He's, he's less of a negative than yeah. Vontez Perfect. but he you know he yeah I mean he's just.
0: A similar career, those guys. Arc. No.
1: Similar, yeah, yeah, and just one of those guys. We we, you know, wasn't it was it Eric Gentry we were talking about a week or two ago? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, boy, if he continues to progress, and and I even caught myself and said, like, well, you can't guarantee that. Mm-hmm. And he seems like one of those guys who's like, you know, he he hasn't. I wouldn't say he's noticeably regressed in the sense of like, oh, he's just horrible now, and he's being exposed week after week, and. And you know how is he even still starting? It's not that,
0: no. But he he's, he certainly
1: he's, hasn't progressed. But he hasn't he's, taken a step up.
0: I, I I'm gonna say this, and, and it's gonna come off as an insult, and I'm not sure I mean it to be. Yeah. But is he Mike Nixon? Like, fine. He's he's good. Yeah, he's never in the yeah. wrong spot. He's never right, badly right. misplayed. But he's not yeah. a game wrecker. I mean, no, game- he's not. Darian no, Butler's I mean, more of a game wrecker.
1: Agreed, agreed. You know, I'm thinking of it as you as you said to Mike Nixon comparison and one came to my mind and it's it's a current player and it's not the same position. But are Merlin Robertson and Jaden Daniels like the same guy just playing different positions? Mm-hmm. Like they both came in with a lot of fans there. Mm-hmm. They both in their freshman year showed these these flashes where you thought, wow, these guys are really going to be something special. Yeah. And and then as the rest of their careers played out, they've been good mm-hmm. but not necessarily the something special that you expected.
0: Yeah. No, I think like that's without
1: a... the without the hype of how their career started, would we would we look at Merlin Robertson and say, Yeah, he's a solid player. You know, he can he, he's, he's there regularly for us. He he makes plays, he makes some impact plays. Sure.
0: But if, because if Merlin came Robertson in, came in as Kyle Swelly
1: Yes, yes, you know, but but he came in as, you know, four-slash-five-star guy. He's going to be, a, a, you know, one of the best defensive players in the program. Uh, you know, and, and his freshman year, he looked it. He looked, You know, was, you saw it. It wasn't just hype. We've had some hype recruits that just never showed it. it like, well, they just weren't that good. Mm-hmm. But his freshman year, it was like, wow, this guy is that good. And, and now it's like, eh, I don't know. I mean, he's not bad he's a he's a solid starter it's it's like we've talked about with Daniels like Daniels is a solid starting quarterback he's not going to cost you games for from being overmatched like a Danny Sullivan mm-hmm. but he doesn't appear to be a program changing transcendent talent and that kind of feels the same with Merlin Robertson he's he's just good which mm-hmm. is okay but he was supposed to be better than that
0: yeah Good, good is fine if there are great players around you. If good yeah. is the floor of the defense, that's fine. But the problem sure. is the sure. floor of the defense is average or injured. Yeah, and, yeah. You well, know. we saw the
1: floor of the defense last Saturday, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than four possessions, four touchdowns allowed. And yeah. and again, like we talked about, none on short fields, none off turnovers, like just, just simply just giving the opponent the ball and letting them just take it down the field without much resistance for consecutive times. Yeah. So yeah, I mean like we, we saw the floor and it wasn't a good floor.
0: So uh, I guess my question then comes to this, the guy in charge of recruiting is the guy in charge of the defense and the right. recruits seem to be missing. And the guys right. who were supposed to be great are just good. Yeah. And the defense is not stalwart. No. Is the hype train <laughs> ending? I think I know where are you're head we, at Are we tonight. pulling into the station here at, at the yeah, end Yeah, we the, might be. You know, I mean, you
1: know, like, at, at a certain point— and you could say this about Herb, too, you know, but they're inextricably like Herb and Antonio Pierce are, like, you know, mm-hmm. they're almost one and the same in terms of how, you know, but at a certain point, it's got to transition from— well, just wait, they're going to, you're going to really be great too. They are doing great. Mm-hmm. And this year felt, and, and I think Haller sort of maybe didn't put it in these words, but that's basically what he said after the Utah game was like, this was supposed to be that year. And, and right now five and two, isn't bad, but it's, it, you know, it, it doesn't feel like a great team and, and, Now, if we win out and we win the Pac-12, and you finish eleven and two, I suppose at the end of the year you say, "Well, that was a that was pretty darn great season for ASU." You know, it wouldn't be for USC in the grand scheme of things for them, but for ASU, it would be. Um, But you know, sitting here right now on October twenty fourth, I don't think we're winning out. I mean, you know, I think we could win four out of five. Uh, You know, I don't know which one we lose, but I just think there will be one that we lose because from what I've seen from this team, I haven't seen enough consistency to think, okay, we could put together, you know, 20 consecutive quarters of good football. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Now maybe we don't have to, maybe we can get by with an ugly win against USC or an ugly win against Arizona or something like that. Or maybe Washington, maybe Mm -hmm. Washington state. I mean, our opponents don't look brutally tough. But still, like you know, Utah's not great. It's BYU. They're good teams, but they're not great teams. And we lost to them, so you know we can't be overconfident. Like, ah, oh, Washington State, we'll handle them. And you know, no, I can't be certain of that.
0: Hmm. Um. Let's pivot. Unless, is there anything else on football? I I, I feel like we've covered it.
1: I think we've covered it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I guess the main thing is just just uh, excited slash anxious, probably anxious is the better word to, you know, see what these next five games brings. and, And what are we talking about, you know, a month from today? I don't know if we'll actually be talking a month from today, but going into that Arizona game, you know, how will we feel? Mm -hmm. And and there's no there's no firm answer to that right now. So, yeah, there's probably nothing else to say. But I guess that's my that's my big question is, like, where does this go from here? Do we Mm -hmm. fix the problems of Utah or do we, you know, do we look at Utah as the moment that it all started to
0: unravel? Yeah, I think that's it's an inflection point of the season for sure. It
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: Um, Let's just quickly before we go here, the World Series is set. Astros, Braves, uh, a letdown of a series uh, compared to okay. you know where things could have been. No Dodgers, yeah. no Giants, uh, no Red Sox or Yankees.
1: I would imagine MLB office, you know, would have preferred Red Sox Dodgers compared, you know, of the last four. Mm-hmm. The, the thought of Boston LA would have been much sexier than a Houston team that not many people outside of Houston like, and an Atlanta team that, you know, unless you're a diehard baseball fan, you probably don't know much about.
0: Yeah. It's um, it's going to be interesting uh, as a fan to, like, figure out where my rooting interest will lie. I yeah. My inclination is slightly Braves. Um,
1: yeah, I, I will root for the Braves just because Houston... You know, I've thought I've thought a fair amount about Houston because I'm not one of those like purist sports fans. who's like, you know, you broke the rules and therefore you should be, you know, excommunicated forever. I, I, you know, I think there's always people trying to, you know, gain an advantage. And, uh, you know, it's sort of uh, I, I don't know, but it's their brazen arrogance about it that bothers me, I think, more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the fact that they don't it doesn't seem like they were humbled at all. Yeah, it's one thing to to cheat and get caught, and then you you know work your way back. But it just feels like they just like think, uh, eh, who cares? You know, now mm-hmm. we're gonna now we're gonna take on this feel of no one likes us. Well, there, there's a reason no one likes you.
0: Yeah, because you cheaters. Yeah, it's not a nobody believes in us chip on our shoulder. It's right. you you cheated, and right. and right. you kept all the same guys. Yeah, yeah. the is, I mean, the fall guy yeah, was the manager and the GM.
1: Uh, the GM, yeah, I mean, it's it's Washington Correa and Bregman, particularly those two. I know Altuve bothers a lot of people. I guess I'm not as bothered by him, him, and his the way he carries himself. But those two, just like you, just feel like you want to. They should get humbled. They need they need humbled, and they they weren't. It feels like to me, and and so I guess uh, you know. That's why I'm for Atlanta, you know, and again, I've told you this before, going back to the, my young days, I, you know, I used to watch the Braves on TBS all the time, and I liked the, you know, the Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz Braves and stuff, so, you know, I, I was for the Dodgers, um, admittedly, and, and so it's hard to just then be like, yeah, I'm all in for the Braves. Not really, but, you know, lesser of two evils certainly is, is the Braves for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they've played very well. I mean that's that's one thing you can say for them is like I know they have, you know, what, eighty eight wins and it's like, oh well, you know, they're gonna be overmatched. I don't expect them to be overmatched. I mean they've they've pitched well, they've hit well. Uh, you know, since August first, they've played really good baseball and that's three months now, so I don't think it's a fluke that they're here.
0: No. No. It's it's just unfortunate. Because these are two teams that I struggle to find my rooting interest. Yeah, yeah,
1: I hear you. I mean, I I, I know you're not a huge Braves fan, and certainly them beating the Brewers, I I assume yeah. plays into that as well.
0: That's a large part of it. Um, yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, when you, like, uh, I don't have the you know thing my dad has, where he was a kid and the Braves left Milwaukee. Like right. I don't, you know, right. they were right. they were comfortably ensconced in Atlanta by the time right. I was. Right, caring right, about right. This.
1: Exactly, exactly. But no, I, I, hear you. I mean, I, you know, I remember two thousand three when the Marlins beat the Cubs, and and I kind of liked the Marlins. They had Beckett, and you know, mm-hmm. all the young pitching, and like you know, I kind of. But it was hard to be like you know, yeah, I'm, I'm all behind the Marlins now in the World Series. It's like, well, I wasn't for for seven games. I can't just flip on a dime.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm gonna root for Atlanta begrudgingly. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, I'll watch, you know, on yeah. the, I'll say this on the nights that there isn't other stuff on, yeah. you know, game one, two, three, or on weeknights, I'm sure I'll have the games on uh, games four and five. If there is five, you know, or, or Saturday, Sunday, I, I don't know how much of those I'll watch. Um, you know, like when, when there's football on, I'm probably going to choose football given this matchup. If it was the Dodgers in it might've been a different answer, but you know, like, I'll keep up with who's winning, but I don't know if I'll uh, have the game on the entire time or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's certainly going to maintain its role as my lead background noise option. Sure, sure. Um,
1: sure yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday night, I'll be at home. Uh, Friday night, I'll be in a hotel. It'll be on because especially in a hotel, like, there isn't much else on. And, you know, you don't have your usual stuff at home. And so, yeah, I'll have it on. Um, but. Yeah, Saturday I'm I'm going to be at the Notre Dame game. I probably will forget that it's going on unless I check ESPN. Yeah.
0: Well, will it be the lead story on ESPN? Depends on, on what happens in college football, but yeah. probably not. I would guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, there's it's a big Saturday for college football. Yeah. It's a you know like Florida, Georgia, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. So it it certainly could get lost in the shuffle of a big day
0: of college football games. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back. We'll talk about what happened with that. We'll talk about what happened with the Washington State game. The schedule is going to be a little funky for the next couple weeks, but we'll find yeah. time to talk through everything until then. That's right. That's right. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.